This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge, and we're inviting you to take it with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is, your purchasing power matters now more than ever. Head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. Make that commitment to shop one in five of your purchases towards a small business. We also invite you to shop the directory if you don't know where to find other small businesses. It's right there on the page. And we're asking for you to share the pledge. Imagine if each of us told three to four people about the Shop One in Five pledge. It would be an incredible and life-changing for so many small businesses. Tell your friends, your family, and your social network. It costs nothing extra and makes a world of difference. Our purchases have the ability to change lives. Okay, let's jump in. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my brilliant co-host, Mina Kunlos-Utep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So we've been getting this question a lot, and as you, the listener, are listening, have you ever thought, how can I have a more successful pre-launch for my product-based business? We get that question all the time, and so today we are going to talk to you. We're actually going to give you five tips that you can use right now for a successful pre-launch. Yeah. I mean, when you get cued into a really good pre-launch, it really proves for more sales every time, right? Because when you are in launch and you're dropping a collection, let's say, or you're that's happening, the key to a really successful one was everything you did beforehand, mm-hmm. everything you did beforehand to make it what it is during that launch time. Because your product can be amazing. Your campaign can be amazing. Everything that you've created can be amazing. But if there is nobody there waiting to buy it, if you don't have a warm audience, if you haven't led them up to it, if there's, you know, it's it's like going on stage and singing to no one, right? Mm-hmm. It's you're singing, but not for revenue, not for business. And so we really want to help you really hype your business up and figure out how to get people ready and waiting. So the second that it launches, they're ready to buy. Yes. So let's talk about tip number one. So tip number one is that you could have a sneak peek. So something that's behind the scenes or sneak peek to the product um, to create anticipation. Right. And this is really, when you think about sneak peeks, it makes you feel like you know that person. So the pre-launch is all about making yourself, making a bond 
between you and your customer. So when the launch happens, they're already ready to buy. You're basically pushing them through no because they already know about you. Like, this is the like stage. And trust is the actual launch, right? Because that's when they're buying from you. So this is the like stage. How can you get them to like you? Well, oftentimes, if you offer a sneak peek, it's like getting to have that front row seat to something that nobody else is seeing, like something that feels like, oh, this is so cool. I get to see the behind the scenes or I get to see what's happening, the work in progress. And it makes you feel like you know that person and you like that person. So I don't know. Have I talked about when I went to Venice and bought glass? You have, but I love that story. Okay. I forget. We talked to so in so many places, but Uh for an example, when I went to Venice, Italy, and I remember we were there and I'm walking, you know, all the shops in Venice are selling you Murano glass and all the glass sculptures and anything you want, because it's, Venice is known for this, right? There's artists there that come to train for it. And through all the shops, I'm like, okay, this is glass, but I'm in Italy. And how am I going to get this home? I don't really need to buy it that bad. But then we took a Vaporato across, you know, we went actually to Murano. We went to the island and there was a glass making, like the artisans showed you how they made glass. And I Uh sat there and I watched it. And guess what I did after? (laughs) (laughs) You played in on just a huge amount of money to have it shipped to you, right? For a two foot, a two, it was, it's a sculpture, friends. It's two feet Made out of glass. High. It's so delicate. It's glass. It's a sculpture. It's it's bigger than, you know, the random like ball of glass I could have gotten back, you know, a normal Venice. But I went and I went, I went for it. I was like, oh, I got to watch them make the glass. Now I must have the glass. And it's, I'm not kidding. It's like two feet tall. And I had to figure out how to ship it. And I remember getting back on the Vaporato with like this giant box they packed for me. <laughs> and I go to the hotel and I'm a young American. And I'm like, how do I send this home? <laughs> Because we still had all of Europe to go through. Good grief. It's like when your kid wins like that huge stuffed, stuffed animal, animal at the carnival. The and we're like, I have to carry this everywhere now. Are you kidding me? My kids still resent me for throwing a couple of those away. <laughs> oh, my God. You're evil. <laughs> They're gigantic. Where do they go? But that's the thing, right? So so the making process, that behind the scenes, they yeah. attach to that. They're like, oh, yeah. my goodness. You're a, you got at- attached to it, bonded. Yeah. Look at the skill. I didn't realize what went into pouring a candle to not have bubbles. I didn't realize like the the hands that hand painted that product or whittled that wood or whether you're a maker or you're not a maker, they still like the behind the scenes. So that's that like part. They mm-hmm. also do start to trust you because they actually get to see the making process. Yeah. They start to see the materials that are going into it and all of that. So that's what you want to think about Jacqueline and <laughs> Venice. <laughs> now that was in person, but a lot of that, I mean, all of it could be transferred online, right? So take snippets of that, build the, build the anticipation, build the bond that you're creating and the attachment of how you're making something, right? It is a beautiful thing to be able to invite somebody in to say, here is what I'm doing. Oftentimes, I don't even realize what all goes into something. Mm -hmm. You know, in 2020, I realized that people can actually knit spectacular things. I know that sounds ridiculous. (laughs) It's true, though. But I was like, oh my gosh, she knit that by hand? Like, Shout I thought out to that Karen was- <laughs> of Wooly Thistle. She has created socks and sweaters. If you go follow the Wooly Thistle on Instagram, that it looks like a machine did it. There's yeah. no way that human hands created this. No way. I, I never thought it was possible to have a sweater that she made. And she made like edging on it that was contrast color. 
And I never knew it was possible. It's so crazy. pattern. It's, yeah. Like, like, fi- like little tiny patterns <laughs> that are hand knit. We're like, this is, there's no way. <laughs> Show me the secret machine back there because I don't believe it. And that's the thing, right? We all take for granted that we think that everybody knows how everything is made. And maybe you find it simple or you find it enjoyable, but your customer doesn't. I'm going to say the same thing for those of you out there that manufacture, right? Mm-hmm. You have people who work for you that maybe are making product. Or Mina, for example, she has her labels printed. She manufactures her labels, but her family helps her with the packaging and, and putting the products together. So mm-hmm. even if she can't necessarily show the manufacturing of it, then she can show the family aspect of it. You guys, we have this new product that's coming out. Here's a sneak peek at one of the new designs. Mm-hmm. Um, not all the designs that maybe you show them one thing. So the it's again, it's just, it. that, yeah, it's just that behind the scenes anticipation. Yes. Okay. So I love that one. That one's a really easy one, right? Just show the sneak peek because you're doing it anyways. And you know that you're going to be offering something at the end of this pre-launch, right? At During the launch. The and it next, doesn't, I'm just going to uh-huh. add on really fast. It doesn't okay. have to be in real time. So I know a lot of you were thinking that, but one of the things that one of our students have told us is that every time they go through a process, they'll just capture it. They'll do mm-hmm. certain Take things Take photos of certain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Video, photos, just kind of capture content that you can then use when you're ready to release that content, be it on social media and emails, however you're getting in front of your customer. So I just wanted to drop that tip in. Yeah. Okay. So number two tip. Number two tip is to build stories around your product that you're going to offer. So building the stories, I want you to get a collection of stories. You're now a collector of stories. Okay. So when you're in launch, when you're, you've dropped your product, you can pull that story out of your pocket right? Because people do not buy products, they buy stories. So what does that mean? That means you just need to gather up the stories. So are there testimonials that you have? Are there behind the scenes stories that you've been doing? Are there different stories of why a customer bought in a previous instance that you could share with them once you're in launch? So for Mina and Little Labels, you know, your story could be when I had to send my kids to daycare, I was told that I needed to label every single thing with their name on it. And at that point, I didn't, you know, I didn't want them, I didn't want to write on it with a Sharpie. I didn't want to use tape. And I was like, there needs to be a better way of doing this. And it needs to be machine washable. So don't have to write their name every single time. And so that's why I created little labels. I just made that up for you. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. how you really concept <laughs> Very, you know, pretty darn close. So that's a story of the conception of little labels, right? That re- your customer hears themselves in that story. Oh yeah. I also have to send my kid to daycare or camp or wherever. And I also need to label everything. This is a great idea. Then another story that she could use could be, like you said, a customer. So, you know, mama with twins Mm -hmm. uh, wrote me a story and said, thank you so much for the labels because I needed to label every single bottle and like milk bag to to nurse my kids. And I, and I was able to use your labels in this way. And Uh that's a story she can use that a customer can relate to. So you start to pick those stories up. But I, the, the biggest problem I see sometimes is people stop telling their stories. They yeah. stop reinforcing. They forget. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they forget about them. You can keep telling the same stories over and over and over. We tell stories about our students. We use the same students a lot of times because those are the ones that people identify with the most. The twin story, for example, I do actually have that story. Oftentimes I get people who buy the labels because they have multiples or they have twins or triplets and they don't want their kids to spread germs. So they have to label it, right? Even if they're at their house. And so people are like, oh, I get it now. I understand why people are... Um, labeling even if they're not going to daycare, right? So it, it helps them. And I tell that story over and over because, you know, you always get new eyes or new customers every time you launch and you're telling the same story because those are the ones that people get really bonded to. And then, but the thing is you forget. So we're having you build the customer story. So when you get into launch, you kind of have this, you know, vault or storybook of customers and, and stories, and it becomes more intentional, right? So we're, we're creating strategy and intention behind this pre-launch so you can have a better launch when that happens. Mm-hmm. And and it could be about how a customer ordered and how delighted they were. Now, we don't want you to throw a gazillion stories out at your customers either. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about pre-launch, think about the most important stories that are relevant to the product that you're launching, right? To the new designs that you're launching, to whatever that launch is. So for sure, it's the brand story. You know, for sure, it's the, this product was created because, or the story of why we can, like, why it came to be, or whatever your brand story is, and each of you have a different one. And then you could pick two or three customer stories. So a customer can see themselves in your other customers, right? And they can see what they need. It could be a customer story about, I know we always bring up Yearly Co., but she'll oftentimes share really special stories of people being surprised by Mm -hmm. receiving the gift. And so she may not tell the exact same story, but the idea of the story of the surprise is something a lot of times that then people are like, Ooh, you got to see their delight. Mm -hmm. And then it reinforces the delight of if you want to buy it as a gift, or if you want to even buy it for yourself. Yeah. It makes it really special, right? So the stories make, they relate to it, but they're like, Oh, I get it. They're using it in this way. It feels like you're part of that lifestyle but it makes it still feel really special. And the story has the power to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So build your stories, build your story, but then their tip number three is create simple interactions with your customers. So how do you do this? And this is the fun part. This is the fun stuff. So when we talk about simple interactions, this can be done on social media. This can be done in email. This can be done in real life polls. You can send out polls quizzes. You can do contests. This is a time where you get to create kind of fun and hype around it. Like coming out with um, new scents to my perfume line. Do you like, you already may already, here's another tip. You already know the scents that are coming out. So let's say you're coming out with just gonna say strawberry scent and lime scent. Let's say you're coming mm-hmm. out with both. Put those as coming out with some new scents. Which ones would you guys rather have? Strawberry or lime. You could still put both of them out to create the anticipation towards those. A bunch of people will do strawberry, a bunch of people will do lime. And then you can actually, then they're both satisfied when you launch and you're like, so many of you love them. We came out with strawberry and lime. 
for example. Yeah. And you'll even see that myself and Jacqueline will do this, right? Well, another example would be quizzes. It's really making people in a great mood because they're having fun with you. They're interacting with you. So a contest does that or a giveaway as well. But a quiz is really easy because in those times, we'll have questions about us. That's because we're the faces of our brand, right? The product boss. And they get to know us. And it's really fun when you're like, ooh, I'm taking this quiz. And it's just really easy. And so really creating that, like what Jacqueline said too, of, you know, maybe it's even a countdown that they can, you know, get notified when it goes off. Or it's a poll, like what Jacqueline was saying of, here's, you know, would you like this? Or would you like this? Or what's your favorite? This is my favorite. It's becoming likable and having fun with them. Could be funny. It could be interactive. But most of all, it has to be simple. It has to be a simple interaction. Mm -hmm. And it could be a contest. It could be a giveaway. Mm -hmm. For example, sometimes those don't, you know, convert as high, but that is still something that's fun. Um, It could be, you know, we, Calon is a company that we work with. Stephanie was on the podcast and we were talking about like, could totally random. I don't think she's going to do this. We were like, could you do a contest to win underwear for every day of the year? kind Mm -hmm. of thing, right? Like that seems extreme, but like that's a contest. That's something fun. People are like, oh, wow, that'd be amazing. Like Uh a year's supply of underwear. So there's just different things you can do that will pre-frame for your customer what you're about to drop, what products you're coming out with. And you can pre-frame that in these simpler interactions. They don't, it, you're not pulling them to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You're actually pre-positioning the stuff that you're going to bring out to them and creating hype around it, but in a fun way. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so tip number four, friends. You, So many of you ask us about this, but we're gonna continue to tell you this. So your tip four in pre-launch is that you're going to continue to grow your email list. Even if you have one person on there and it is your mom, Grow that to two people, to four people. Get your cousin on, your aunt on, (laughs) get it to three, four, five. Your neighbor, your best friend, whatever it is, you need to start really thinking about growing your email list. So when you're showing up in pre-launch, you need to always have a call to action that says, hey, make sure you're on our email list because I cannot wait to show you when our product drops. Make sure you're on our email list because you do not want to miss this. Hey, are you on our email list? Drop it into this. DM it to us or drop it into the comments below. I guess it shouldn't do comments below because we don't want to make it public. But you get the idea. DM us or whatever it is and make sure you're on there because you're building up the hype of them exchanging that with you. But then when it does actually happen, they get the release of it. If they're giving you their email address, they're one step closer to becoming a customer. Mm-hmm. So how do you hi- you hype that up, right? So we talked about this in pre-Black Friday sales. We were talking to our students about this, you know, multi-stream machine students and our masterminders. And, and we were saying, okay, right now you don't have the sale or the promotion happening. That's okay. Right now you're going to hype it up and be like, it's coming. <laughs> Black Friday is almost here. It's coming. Make sure to get on my email list. Send me your email. So you are the first to know when it drops. You're the first to know when we launch it. Or send me your email address and I'll actually send you a $5 coupon or 10% off for the launch. Because if they're willing to do that and exchange it with you, then you have that ability. So, so many times you're all like, well, I don't have anything to sell them. So I'm creating all this hype. Then let it be. Join my email. Join my email list. Right. I mean, the email is so 
crucial for you to get. This is one of the things that we've seen people do that we found really creative is that they create a private sale even to the people that give the email list. And it's like a hidden link that they only get via email. Now that is advanced strategy. So I wouldn't say start with that, you know, because then you actually have to have like hidden pages on your website or password protection. But the idea here is that when you gather people's email addresses, then you're launching it and there's actually 25 people that are expecting it, 50 people are expecting it, a thousand people that are expecting it. It's not zero. And it's not it's not, you know, I hope people are paying attention on social. It's they get it straight to their inbox and it they're waiting for it. And let me just simplify actually what you were saying. You could even to the point of get on my email email list to be notified early, right? Mm-hmm. I'll let you know early when it releases. Where, for example, let's say you're launching it on the 20th. You could still have your whole site up by the 19th and email everybody on your list on the 18th and say, or on the 19th and say, it's open because sure, let other people come when they come and, but people aren't on your website every day. Friends are not trolling your site and be like, what's happening? What's <laughs> <If> happening? <only. laughs> <laughs> like I'm waiting. I mean, some might, but so what you can do is even if you just released it early, but you didn't do the huge launch blast and you let your email list know it's early you get first access. They don't need to know whether you sell out or not in minutes. Some of Mm -hmm. you might, some of you might not, but you could make it available to them early. So that'd be a simpler way without having to like lock it in a certain Mm -hmm. way. And then the big launch happens on the day that, you know, is public, it's front facing, it's social media, it's, you know, emails to everyone. Cause you could say, if you want to be, you could actually segment your list and say, join my list to have, to be notified of when we launch early and the people who join according to that call to action will get that email first. Yes. I love that. Okay. So tip number five. Yes. Heard us say this before. So important. And that is talk about it everywhere. Now, who should be the most excited person about this launch? It should be you. You are the best person to be talking about your launch and talking about your products and pre-launching it. It takes a lot of energy. I would say make sure you have it carved out into your calendar to have snacks and water or whatever else if it does take a lot of energy from you. But be excited throughout the whole thing. Through the pre-launch, be inspired, be excited, build your hype, build your bond. And then when it drops, keep the excitement going because you want to be pulling everybody in with how you're talking, talking everywhere, everywhere they turn, you should be talking about it. Mm -hmm. And so, because we've told you that, let's just say on social media, only 4% of the people that follow you are seeing it. So every hundred people you have, four people may be seeing it when you do it. Mina and I have even talked about, because we share an account on Instagram, that she'll see something and I will never even see it. It just depends on the time of day that we show up and it gets put in front of us. So you are all, you probably feel like, I sent an email. Everyone knows. Did Do they? <laughs> did they, they do not. It? They do not. You have to send it unopens. You then have to maybe send another email like sales starting, sales ending in just a couple of hours. If you're on social media, you go on and you're like sale or not sale, like launch, right? Like our new products out, woohoo. And then you talk about it over the next couple of weeks because not only do you have a pre-launch to it, and you're letting them know and they're anticipating the drop. Once you do drop it, then you need to have some time to let it 
to get in front of people, to continue to get in front of people, to push it out to them so that they actually have time to convert into customers. Yeah. Because they don't, they're not, so the people who have anticipated it with you, the people who have been in pre-launch with you since the beginning that gave you their email address, that tapped on your poll, that are really excited, then you talking about it, well, then when it's the right time, they'll buy it. But then there's other people you're capturing at different times throughout this process, and they also need to be brought in to the hype and you need to be talking about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you think about it, this is when their wallets are out, right? When you're in launch and they can buy, the reason why you're going through the pre-launch is so that they can get their wallets ready, right? They already are like, oh, I trust that person. I like this person. Of course, I'm going to buy from this person. Whereas there's always this little bit, we call it touch points, that they need to be aware of your business. They need to be aware of who you are. And then and then after, you know, seven to whatever, a whole bunch of touch points, they're like, oh, they're, they're selling this. Of course I'm going to buy it. But when you don't have any sort of pre-launching happening and they don't know, it takes a little bit, right? There's more resistance and more um, hoops that you're making your customer jump through. I mean, we talked about this in the bestseller secrets challenge. We'll talk about this with our students where they'll say, I have this and I can't move it. Or, you know, I have this product, but it's not selling. We're like, are you talking about it? Mm -hmm. Is it showing up on your social? Are you emailing about it? Is it on your, is it in your hero image on your website? So I want you all to just think through your brand, think through where, where it is, where you're selling it, how you're showing up for your customers. And if I were to just pop on over and find you today, would I know what you sell? Would I know what you were launching? Because if I don't, then you're not talking about it in enough places, right? We need to know what that is that you're launching and that you're pushing that forward. Just think about in normal days, you know, mm -hmm. when movies were released uh, uh -huh. in movie theaters, remember those uh -huh. back in the day? Uh, back in my day, you used to have to go to the theater to watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, used like, to, I used to spend $11 on a popcorn. <laughs> oh, come to, come to New York, you'll pay like $23 for a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like our kids don't even know dial tones, let alone like movie theaters are going to be yeah. a thing of the past. But but the idea there then, right? Okay, so let's just say Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt has a new movie coming out. You will see Brad Pitt on the morning shows, on the afternoon shows. Mm -hmm. You'll see Brad Pitt on the night, late night shows, doing radio spots. Uh, there'll be press written about them, junkets in the magazines, in newspapers, everywhere. Mm -hmm. YouTube ads, commercials, Facebook ads, fa regular Facebook, social media. Um, He's maybe showing the up scenes. more on social. They're like, they yeah. told him, like, Brad, you have to go have this fake girlfriend and walk down the street with her. <laughs> He's everywhere, right? And then what's so funny is that I was just, my daughter made a video yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. It looks like you made a commercial. And she was like, what's a commercial? It's like, oh, you know, like a YouTube ad. They call you know, those them things ads. that get in the way of yeah. camera. They don't even know what watching a commercial is like. They. <laughs> so you would be in all these places because you're picking up different people of different ages, all these places talking about the same thing because you're talking about what? The one movie, right? The one movie. I'm sure Brad Pitt, by the time that it's pre-launch, launch, you know, that movies and theaters, he's exhausted about talking about it. That's how, if you're not exhausted about talking about it everywhere, you haven't talked about it enough. And when you're exhausted, you probably still need to talk about it more. Right. And you'll see the results of this. So you'll see if you can come up with a pre-launch strategy, if you just test some of these tips that we've just given you right here in this episode and you, and you hype it, you will see results at the end. Yeah. And when you do, 
shoot us a DM on Instagram because we'd love to know about your results. So I'm going to go back over the five tips for that better pre-launch. So one, have a sneak peek or behind the scenes so you can create anticipation. Two, we want you to build stories around it, right? That's brand stories, customer stories. Three, create simple interactions with your customers. That could be in polls, quizzes, contests. Four, grow your email list. Always have your call to action to join your email list to know when the product drops. And five, we want you to talk about it everywhere. Yes. So then DM us. That's the sixth one. (laughs) Let us know how it goes, right? And if we know that you've had a great pre-launch, it's because you were showing up and talking about it everywhere. And if you know you follow we follow you on Instagram, we will have known about it because Mm -hmm. you will have done all these things and you would have put yourself in front of customers. So good luck, friends. And we can't wait to see what you do. And just in case you don't know, we're at the product boss on Instagram. So we'll see you over there. One last thing before we go, we created this podcast as a reminder that you are not alone in this. Growing a product-based business is hard and we want to help you through it. So thank you so much for listening and we truly appreciate it. We do appreciate it. And we want to give a special shout out to all of you that have left a review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mina and I read every single one of them, including this one from Sandy P 2020. The right info at the right time is how it's titled in this five-star review. The Product Boss podcast and class have made a big difference in my business and mindset on how I can scale my business. Thank you both. Well, Sandy, thank you. And thank you for being a part of our community and listening to the podcast. We so appreciate it. As you all know, it's our mission to continue to support small business owners. And by leaving these reviews, it really helps us reach more business owners. This episode is brought to you by the shop one in five pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the shop one in five pledge, and we're inviting you to take the pledge with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most, because the truth is your purchasing power matters now more than ever. We're inviting you to take the pledge. If you head to shop one in five.com, the link is in the show notes. And when you get there, please make sure to share the pledge with your friends, your family, and your customers. Let's invite everyone to take the shop one in five pledge so that we can all use our purchasing power to change lives.